You're listening to a Make Mom Proud Project. How did we start this the last time? Uh, I truly don't remember. I think I, I think there was... We, it was kind of us just chatting beforehand, and then we... <laughs> friends and family and neighbors and randos. I don't know who you are, but you're great. Hello, everyone listening in the Galactic Republic and the Outer Rim. This is Danny Hurd, and welcome to another mini-chlorian for Star Wars Made Me Gay. Uh, a mini-chlorian, if you're unfamiliar, is where we kind of get off topic and just talk about whatever fancies our little gay hearts this particular week. And if I may just go ahead and get into it. Today is the day of our Lord. Saturday, April 3rd. Is it the 3rd? I shouldn't be saying stuff before it, it I It is the 3rd. <laughs> April 3rd. And a certain trailer for a certain long-anticipated sequel came out this morning. And it's the only thing we can talk or think about. The so Cimarroyan. There we go. <laughs> Please welcome to Space Jam Made Me Gay. Woo! Come on and slam, and welcome to the gym. Welcome um, to the face jam. I'm joined by the rest of Team Star Wars Made Me Gay, Jake and Jacob. Uh, my friends, have you have you watched the? I I tagged Jake earlier this morning, so I know the answer is yes. But have we watched the trailer for Space Jam: A New Legacy? I did just watch it myself, Jacob. I just watched it. Yes. Yeah, baby. Okay, initial feelings, reactions, how how is our heart? I just Jake, you go first. <laughs> I'm gonna say something I'm gonna say something mildly controversial. I like the original Space Jam, right? I, I think we can all agree it's not necessarily a good movie. I, I think that um, it, it is at best a commercial <laughs> to buy Jordans and <laughs> to also tie in to um, uh, getting people reinvested in the Looney Tunes. That being said, I'm not looking at this movie trying to be like, oh, well, what are they going to do with the plot? I'm just looking at it as, a, oh, wow, this is just going to be basically Ready Player One with Space Jam characters. I'm okay with that. That sounds... I, I, I'm intrigued. I'm going to watch it day one. Day one. Multiple times. Oh. I was... Jacob. I was, I, I was caught off guard because I didn't know that Don Cheadle was in it. And at first, when I saw his name listed, because, you know, it says, like, Space Jam, A New Legacy, featuring LeBron James and Don Cheadle and etc. I was like, oh, okay, maybe Don Cheadle will be, like, the Bill Murray of this one. Like, he'll be, like, the, the little friend that joins the Toon Squad. But uh, he appears to be the villain in the film. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a revelation. Maybe everybody else already knew this, but I really didn't. I mean, I liked Space Jam as a kid, but, like, I just, like, haven't been keeping up with the updates on the sequel other than, like, 
when they removed Pepe Le Pew. And they... Um, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but when they apparently desexified Lola Bunny, which is just the most disturbing thing to be mad about to me, <laughs> but... You are go correct. Go off, I guess, cis white straight dudes. If, uh, <laughs> Lola Bunny is all they had. Yeah, I mean, truly, apparently, apparently the only lady that they can get behind is a, a cartoon bunny. And you know what? Go off, I guess. I, if I may for a minute, because I've been thinking about how does Space Jam make us gay? Because I am also um, a big old fan of the original Space Jam. Because I think I was a nerdy kid who played basketball growing up. Um, I'm very tall. Of course I played basketball, whether it felt like a thing I was I wanted to do or not. It was just like, you're 5'11", get in there. Um, and I would argue, and again, I know I've made this point before on this show, not to suggest that all gay people are dorks or that all dorks are gay people. <laughs> but as a gay dork, Space Jam, the original, is ultimately about like a group of non-athletic dorks coming together to try to play basketball. And that really resonates with me, the fact that they're just utterly so helpless and not good at it, and they need Michael Jordan and Lola Bunny. Um, but then, of course, the power was inside of them the whole time. Um, and I think that's a beautiful message. So that that. My, that's my gay theory behind the original Space Jam. The power was inside them the whole time. It what? was. While we're talking about gay cartoon things, can we t absolutely talk about queer icon Bugs Bunny? Oh, yeah. um, absolutely. Let's get into it. Hashtag trans icon Bugs Bunny. Well, the thing for me that I, I, I love is the idea uh, that I've, it's, it's, and this is by no means an original idea, it's something that's floated around in queer theory a lot, is the idea of Bugs Bunny as like the first cartoon drag queen. Um, yeah. yeah. What I really love is, you know, to speak to the Pepe Le Pew thing, and um, uh, we we see a lot of ways in which a lot of these, uh, but we see a lot of things um, where these cartoons are uh, regressive in some way and like very much a product of their time, right? Um, and I think there's a tendency to be like, uh, when you look at cartoons and media in general at that point in time, and even like as as you know, even in the year 2021, uh, when a male presenting person dresses up as a woman, it's usually like, teehee, I'm a girl, look at me. And like, that's the joke. But like, whenever Bugs Bunny becomes a woman in any way, he's always so sexy. And there's no joke about that. There's no, like, there's not, that's not what the bit is. He just fully is like, gender is a performance and I'm an actor, motherfucker. And like, just goes into it. And like, it's such a, a I, I think that's why my, my little queer heart, like, uh, as someone who is, who, who is um, uh, fairly like mask he, him, like, but like still like occasionally, uh, does present more feminine. Like I, I think that's something that I, I tap into a lot and I understand. And like I think Bugs Bugs Bunny is just the fucking coolest guy, man. <laughs> Bugs Bunny is a trans icon. We love it. I I have to agree. Um and, and same Jake. I feel like I've seen um everything you just said is beautiful and and yes, this is definitely a theory that is floating around um in so many eloquent places. Um 
So do some investigating into queer Bugs Bunny, into trans Bugs Bunny, because um, because yeah, I love you're right. It's it's never Bugs Bunny isn't funny because they're in a dress. Bugs Bunny is just funny because they're fucking Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And so Bugs Bunny is hilarious. Yeah. And if they happen to be in a dress this cartoon, um, you will accept that and deal with it and love them. And that's just how it goes. And yeah, like I, I know for me, I, I wrote a piece around this time last year, the topic was hair. And so I talked a little bit about Bugs Bunny and it actually meant a lot to like as someone at the beginning of their trans journey to like get to look at this icon of my childhood and be like, oh, even as far back as Bugs Bunny, there were icons and symbols suggesting this was okay. I just didn't know to see it in that way at that time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also just, uh, as a side point, I think all of my humor as it has developed over the course of my life can be traced back to Bugs Bunny looking at the camera and saying, ain't I a little stinker? <laughs> like, I feel like that just fully encapsulates everything that I've done in my entire life. It That's really does. for you. Yeah. Man, this makes me want to go watch The Rabbit of Seville right now. Oh, yes. As well you should. What a classic. Um, I'm interested to know everybody's favorite Looney Tune that's not Bugs Bunny. Like, obviously, Bugs Bunny is, like, in a class by themselves. And what's everybody's, like, other fave? Um, I feel so boring, but I'm going to have to go with Daffy. Yeah. See, mine is mine is a, a, a subsidiary of Daffy. I specifically am really a huge fan of Duck Dodger. Oh, yep. Good call. Yeah. But also, like, Marvin the Martian, I don't know. Is he a Looney Tune? He's a Looney Tune, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's Sometimes... the ref in Space Jam. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, great. Yeah, it's it's just, like, so many wonderful cartoons from my childhood. I don't want to make sure I'm not mixing them up. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say, I will say uh, definitely a big Daffy fan. Um, a lot better than uh, Donald Duck. Um, but uh, wow. I do want to say... <laughs> I do want to... Don't mouth, please. Go on. <laughs> Not even a top five cartoon duck. Anywho, um, my favorite. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. I've made the list. You gotta watch Ducktales. Ducktales. Yes. So there are like four different ducks and Ducktales that are cooler. Than I think that in the this is off topic on this uh-huh. off topic episode, but uh-huh. I think that if you watch the 2017 Ducktales reboot, you'll see that Donald Duck is a primo cartoon duck anyway keep okay, going I'll, I'll, I'll have to look into that i think <laughs> i think for me um i it might be wily e. coyote i i knew it i knew that that's what you were gonna say because there's there's layers to it right like i i if anybody is a fan of like writing specifically like comedy writing like look up the rules of wily e. coyote and roadrunner because like their sh- their uh writer's room had like a specific like 12 commandments of how this has to happen um and it's really cool to see like game broken down in that way as a comedy mm-hmm. um and then the second one if, if we're talking about queer things um I- i'm i'm not oft on the app grinder for things such as this but um oh, i remember one time <laughs> I was on a uh, grinder and a gentleman's profile picture. The only picture on his profile was just a picture of Wiley Coyote holding a sign that said help and looking very sheepish. Um, and then uh, the man's, <laughs> the gentleman's name was 
please suck my dick. <laughs> ma. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, Great. Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Great. Wiley Coyote. You can cut that part out of the podcast, Jacob. I won't be doing that. Okay, Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I guess if I had to pick someone who's not, because I don't, like, fully, fully feel like a a Daffy stan, I just really love Duck Dodger. Um, I guess if I had to pick someone who, who wasn't Daffy, it would be Marvin the Martian, because he's just, like, so... That, like, toilet brush thing that he has on his head, like... Style icon, Marvin the Martian. That, yes. Like, as I think about it, I feel like a lot of the Looney Tunes. And again, I I don't know how much this is just me, like, in my personal gay renaissance, looking for representation everywhere. But, like, hot take, are all the Looney Tunes queer icons? You know, they could be. I wouldn't be mad about it. Elmer Fudd, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Um, what about Michael Jordan? Queer icon? Uh, I believe canonically not. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Oh, well. I'll tell you what, though. Like, not a queer icon, but again, so I, I had a rough night. <laughs> Jake has heard this story. Literally like a month ago, I had a rough night and the only thing I wanted was to watch the original Space Jam. Um, it's not streaming for free anywhere. So I paid like adult money to rent it. Um, as Jacob has kindly suggested, I'm gonna buy it today because I wanna watch it again. Um, and and just something I appreciate about Michael Jordan in the original Space Jam, he is, he's, oh, oh man. I was thinking about this earlier because basketball players, you know, no offense to other sports, but like they're on par with magicians. They, they fly. Um, Yeah. Like basketball players, I think are such a specific kind of athletic hero. And I judge that Michael Jordan is still so gentle in space jam in his interactions with his family and his interactions with the Looney Tunes. um, Even in his interactions with like annoying Wayne Knight character. So um, I just I think Space Jam is a soft sports movie, and I like that about it. It feels very approachable, even if you're not a sports person. So that that is my my rant on behalf of the original Space Jam. Yeah, no, it definitely like fills in. Like I I growing up, and I, I don't think this surprises anybody, but growing up, I was not exactly a sporto. Um, but um, you know, I I sense have like really learned to love basketball. Um, but um, I, I think when I was watching Space Jam, I didn't watch it necessarily because I liked uh, basketball movies or even that I was like a huge Looney Tunes person. Um, but it, it really is, like you said, like a soft thing that like I it, it just starts with I believe I can fly by the, art, the artist who shall not be named. Um, and um, and then it just becomes this like silly goofy thing that's not really about basketball at all until the last like 10 minutes (laughs) yeah and i did play basketball and which i know shocks everyone um and i was not good at it which is not shocking 
Um, and because of that, and because of like one time, one of my friends who also played basketball, like shoved me to the ground and I like slid across the floor and it was really dramatic. Um, I like really hated basketball for whatever reason. And like to this day, really still don't love it, but like space jam makes me feel like basketball is fun. And that's wild, right? That this movie can like take something that is like, so like, I don't know. Cause like Michael Jordan, like in the in this movie, like going back to basketball feels like he's like finding his place in the world, right? Like he, that's what he was meant to be. He wasn't meant to be a golf player. Is that a golfer? A golfer or a or a baseball player or anything like that? He was meant to be a basketball player alongside ye old Bugs Bunny, and like what a what a life. Like I so. To use our catchphrase, that's beautiful. But I also want to offer that we get to see Michael Jordan's journey of of trying other things. And again, the people in his like obviously like sports commentators we see in the movie kind of make fun of him, but his family is like supportive and awesome of him um, in his journey to like discover the next step of his life. So I think it's also a really beautiful story about like give yourself the freedom to try things that you might not have been like so successful at. And if at the end of them, you make the decision to go back to where you did feel at home, that's cool too. And it doesn't make you like less of a person or less of a hero. I For a sports movie, I judge there's not a lot of toxic masculinity going on. And I, I, really I, I would say, that. yeah, I would say it's a net zero on toxic masculinity. Like there's yeah. almost none. Danny, I do want to hit you with a that's beautiful because that's something I hadn't really fully um, thought about and I love that. It's really just a great movie of like self-discovery and isn't that what we all needed as young queer people who didn't like basketball but did like Bugs Bunny? For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I will say I would be remiss as someone who lived in Ohio for four years to not say how excited I am that LeBron James is the star of this new one. Yeah. LeBron is cool. LeBron is very cool. Um, Michael Jordan probably absolutely murdered someone over a gambling debt at some point in his life. LeBron James is like, from every understanding, I have a very stellar dude. And um, you were talking about being a magician earlier, Danny. I, I, I think one of the most preternaturally talented people in the world. Like, if you ever watch an interview with LeBron James, like post game, he can break down every single play that happened on like on the on the court, and like he's so like there are so many compilations on YouTube of him just not even looking at the ball, just being able to like move it uh, uh, to a completely different. It's it's insane. He's just uh, it, like he doesn't he doesn't even need to think about it because like he's so involved in the game and that is his life, and like that's so cool to me because I don't I don't um. My brain doesn't work like that at all. Yeah, mine either. That's really, really cool. And also, I feel like, correct me if I'm mixing up basketball players, but like we've seen LeBron James like act before, and he's been really delightful. We like, have. Like, yeah, yeah. He was in Trainwreck, right? No, yeah, that's right. He's in Trainwreck, and he's so fun. So, like, I think he's obviously got the the basketball talent to to sort of carry on this literal new legacy. Um, but also like charming and funny. And I'm really excited to see what he does with being the lead of this new movie. Cause he's, yeah, he seems like a really cool dude. 
Yeah, that's a big theory of why he went to the Lakers is so that he could be in Los Angeles to kind of start his acting career on the really? offseason. Oh, that's, that's, okay. There's been some there's been some chatter about that, but also, I mean, he was offered millions and millions of dollars, so probably that too. Yeah, man, I just like th- the thing that gets me about this movie though, because I watched the trailer and I was like, it, similarly to how Michael Jordan's family in the first Space Jam is played by actors, right? I'm not wrong about that, and so like it's like not his actual family. It would just feel so weird if I was a part of LeBron James' family to like see him pretend that all of these other people are his family, right? Like, sure. I don't know. It's just Can a it, wild hair thought I had about that. Speaking of wild hair thoughts, have you ever told you guys about the Space Jam Two spec script I started in college? Oh I my think, god, no! I think you mentioned it, but let's get into it. Let's get into Please. it. So the reason I want to mention it, I would never bring it up if it weren't for the fact that it is freakishly similar (laughs) to this film. (laughs) What it was going to do is my choice to star it. I'm a Clippers fan. And at the time, uh, Blake Griffin was on the Clippers. um, And I thought he he was also someone who's very funny and can do comedy and like was in Broad City. I was like, that would make sense. Um, But the, the premise was... Um, like the start, it would be basically the start of the original Space Jam, more or less. Um, but um, instead of his dad wanting him to play basketball, his dad really wanted him to get into uh, to get into video games. So Blake Griffin is an esports player. Um, oh and, and then, uh, yeah. So the, it basically, um, I'm, what I'm saying is, I wrote Space Jam too, and it was stolen from me. Yeah, and they just said, you know what, we can change it a little bit. Put LeBron in it. Yeah. And if I wrote this, I mean, I wrote, I think, five pages while I was very high one night. Nice. Nice. I love that. Space Jam 2 feels, especially like watching the trailer, Space Jam 2 feels like a movie that someone wrote while they were high. Like, even more than the original Space Jam. Like, it just feels like Wreck-It Ralph for the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And and obviously the comparison has been made already to Ready Player One. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I I clock for myself, I think in any other year, I would have watched that trailer and rolled my eyes and not cared. But after over a year of not being able to go to a movie theater, the idea that maybe, maybe by July 16th, we could gather in a crowd, eat too much popcorn, and just scream our heads off. Yep. About LeBron James and the Looney Tunes. And the Iron Giant. Yeah, and and y'all have been to movies with me before, and I I made this vow on Facebook today, and I'm going to make it now. Y'all have been to movies with me before. I'm a shusher. Um, I hate when people talk at the movies. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But after not having been able to be in a movie theater for this long, if, if we can just be back in movie theaters in time for Space Jam, A New Legacy... I vow to get off my bullshit and I will never shush anyone again. I just want to scream about Bugs Bunny in 2021 and feel alive again. I I promise I will stop being such a dick. A compact has been made. You guys, let's let's like wrap this up with like a a silent a, a moment of silence to pray mm. that we can watch Space Jam in a movie theater. <laughs> Yes, there's nothing better for podcasting than a. Oh, sorry. 
I said, who would have thought in March of 2020 that our prayer would be just let us watch Space Jam 2 in a movie theater? <laughs> if, yeah, if you had told me that that would be the best part about 2021, potentially, I would be like, oh, my God, <laughs> there's no way. But it might just be. Yeah. Okay. All right. We wrapping it up. Yeah. Here we go. Moment of silence. Okay. And then I think I'm just gonna like end the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's not all, folks. God, I'm hilarious. No. Um, We'll be back next week with more Star Wars. Of course, that's what we do. How do you feel about the new Space Jam trailer? I don't know that we have a comment section, but you should tell us anyway. You, we're easy to find. So tell us what you think about Space Jam. Have a lovely day. Of, as always, may the force be with you. Ding, ding, ding.